Are we going? Um, yeah, uh, we're we're. It is dabbed. Yeah, oh the, the podcast don't is now dab, happening. Also, herzlich oh. willkommen. Nach also dein Problem, uh, <laughs> a, a podcast about uh, Nazis oh, with slides. I feel yes. threatened. Oh, well, das Glock. Yes, the bell. Yes. Oh, yes. I watched many History Channel <laughs> specials about this fucking thing. That's yeah. right. We we we've compressed. Uh, you know, we 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 made a robot watch ten thousand hours of the History Channel. Um, <laughs> all of these shows that are like Hitler's secret weapons, uh, and, and we just compressed them into oh, a Rosa podcast used to for have you. A fun game with uh, Nazi megastructures on National Geographic, where you had to guess if the uh, basically uh, historian in question was uh, was a Nazi or not, or at least sympathetic to the Nazis. Ah, yeah. interesting. Difficult a, game, I imagine. We have a guest. We brought Mia Mulder back. Mia, how's it going? Hi, I'm I'm back to make fun of the Germans once again, yes. and also I guess with not, with Nazi wonder weapons, I think I'm here to also like make more money as a Swede. <laughs> yes, so, yeah. All of these hi. things use a lot of steel, uh, and and <laughs> someone has to sell them the steel to do it. Um, yeah. So but yeah, I'm back. Hi. Um, I have like all COVID at the same time. So if you hear hmm. like a weird cough well, or a weird noise, um, this is true. Or it might just be German. It could be either one of us. Yeah, yeah. All of you, all of you, either have every strain of COVID at once, or yeah. are just pronouncing a German word. Science <laughs> flustergoofen. That's so right. This seems to be some kind of broad-brimmed hat with boobs this, on it. Th this this boob Titties. hat is a Nazi UFO. Uh, th this is one of the more sort of speculative things here. What I've done for this episode yeah. is I've just kind of arranged twenty-something slides of the weirder end of Nazi shit, and I've tried to contextualize it a bit. This one, uh, the bell, the Glocke, uh, is is so far out there that it's like it. Well, first of all, it's not real. It's right. not historical. It's just something that the Nazis like. Are believed by cranks to have invented or wanted to invent, and you can get real insane about it. I don't think it's a UFO because you just mm. identified it. Identified That's true. Flying I guess it would have been a UFO. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, UFOs were like a, a Second World War phenomenon in origin, so right? Like yep. Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you know this this is the other thing is that there is some wiggle room in terms of historicity of this stuff because uh, American pilots and American soldiers, not just Americans, allied soldiers and pilots, were very gullible about things that the Nazis might have invented. Yes. And uh, any military, in particular, a conscript military, is very good at generating rumors, and those rumors just travel very widely. So. You uh, you get from this to the Nazi identified flying objects, uh, but yeah, imagine you're just flying your plane along. He get taken out by Dave Grohl, <laughs> <laughs> just having to listen to ever long. Over Not even the best member no. of Nirvana. Uh, next slide, please. Introducing the Nazis uh, for the first time. There's there's someone Boo. watching this. I imagine who's like the what. <laughs> But, Hitler seems like a bad egg. <laughs> Every, Please enlighten us who these are. Ne never heard yeah. of the Nazis, but has heard of cancel culture. <laughs> so who the fuck is this guy? He's a real asshole. Uh, um, 
<laughs> yeah. So you you probably know what the Nazis were. You're probably familiar with uh, Adolf Hitler, who will be recurring throughout this episode. Here he is at the model um, train show. Featured character. He's not even the worst <laughs> well, yeah, Nazi he, at the model train show. This is the thing, show, man. <laughs> I've, I, I've reg- I regret to announce that I've finally found a thing that Hitler and I have in common. We both love looking at little models and dioramas. Um, and it's unfortunate. So, yeah. You find out you have something in common with Hitler. I feel like Hitler would be like deep into city building games if he had been alive today, oh, which is yeah, not absolutely. a reality game. Yeah. Yeah. The sort like of Germ- the sort of city skylines of Welthauptstadt Germania <laughs> mm-hmm. mods. Yeah, no. No. But so, mm. as as you can see from some of these models, um, Hitler in particular, but a lot of Nazis, really liked the grandiose and the enormous yeah. and the gargantuan. Um, for Hitler, this is like manifested pretty uh, like a lot in architecture, um, like you know all the buildings that he wanted to build after he won the war. Which lol, uh, yeah. like a lot the, of fan fiction with oh, Albert yeah. Speer. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know all of all of his people, all of his subordinates love telling him what he wants to hear, which you know it makes sense. He's a dictator. Um, also, all of these guys are on drugs all the time. Um, right. Highly recommend Norman Orler's book Blitzed about this. Uh, everybody's on meth. Everybody's doing oh, yeah, uh, heroin. Everybody's doing cocaine. I recommend the Lions uh, of My Donkeys episode on it as well. Hmm. Also, uh, sad to re- sad to hear that there's yet another thing that I have very much in common with the Nazis. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so as as the Nazis begin the war and then start to lose the war, uh, these sort of tendencies get exacerbated. Um, you know, Hitler's doing more and more drugs. His fantasies get more and more gargantuan. And the, war, as the- war's gone so badly, you can see he had to switch from H-O to N. It's O-Gage or no-Gage, you fucking pussies. <laughs> I don't know how that goes in German. It's a slightly smaller room in the bunker. Yeah. yeah. But so, so the military situation seems to require this need for the gargantuan and gargantuan weapons. Wunderwaffe, yeah, and uh, I, I think it might be, is it Verteidigungswaffe? Revenge weapons? Um, but so no, I don't speak next German slide, please. I gotta, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I have a I have a mythological, a sociological, mythological explanation for this, which is uh, Nazis love esotericism. They love German mythology. Uh, they love Wagner, who also loves those things. And in all of these things, you, you know what all of them love is a magical weapon uh, that gives a hero the strength to like conquer his cowardly, repulsive enemies. Uh, this here, I have a picture of Nortung, which is the a big magical sword that Siegfried uses in the eponymous opera. But there's there's a million of these fucking things. And once we get into this, you'll see that the Nazis also loved code naming real shit after this shit. Um, they they love to call a radar system like Vortan or Fafnir or some shit like this because uh, nerds. That was made up whole cloth by uh, Richard Wagner like yes. forty years earlier, and now they think it's ancient German mythology. Yes, absolutely the worst <laughs> nerds going. Um, and also th- these kind it's of like, like the English name stuffed after uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I God. don't think we're above that. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of happened like a few times at least. Yeah, yeah, that and, probably has happened. Yeah, although Sweden does have an anti-tank rifle named after a children's uh, book bear, so like it, it def- it's definitely happening. Wait, which anti-tank rifle is that? 
Bamse. Oh god. I mean, <laughs> which is basically was, just was, like Swedish like teddy bear. Like, it's Carl Gustav a bear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was like, so I mean, the, the historically, story he probably maybe. Mm. Which Carl so guy, Gustav? The guy who uh, invented the word blimp just looked at the blimp and said, "Yeah, that's a blimp. That mm-hmm. looks like a blimp." <laughs> came out, came up with the word whole cloth on the spot, and he thought, thought it was the right word. I thought blimp was a, a portmanteau because there were two types of dirigibles: type A and type B. And A were rigid, and type B was limp. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe oh, that's blimp. folk etymology. Uh, uh, I, I I read something that said that was wrong. Oh well, you yes. know, I, oh, I, I take your word for blomp, it. Which apparently yes. is a cloud storage service. <laughs> 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 this is the Dutch Rob blimp. Movie. Yeah, that's, 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 the sound, that's the sound it makes when it hits a building. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused so, with, of course, glomp. That's which right. Is the the tumbler weaponized uh, <laughs> version. So also there was this thing called the First World War. In the First World War, there are also a lot of sort of like very gargantuan weapons theorized. The most notable of these is something called the Paris gun, which we'll get to, which is put a big artillery cannon on, on train tracks and aim it at Paris. Um, and so this, this sets us up for the Second World War, and we can sort of set out our table here, our stool. Uh, next slide, please. Yes. With the question of what is a super weapon? What is a, you know, a Wunderwaffe? Um, Kampfer der Giganten. Yeah. Uh, we got some actual Nazi propaganda here. I'm drinking my Fanta. It's, Good I'm, punch you know, cards for IBM. <laughs> wearing my Ford metal. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the mindset. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I have my big tin of Shocker Cola um, and uh, Nutella, taking, of course. Yeah, I'm taking my. <laughs> I'm taking my spironolactone made by Bayer. So. <laughs> I'm driving all while driving a. Uh, a VW. Ross, you yeah. know Nutella was introduced <laughs> I mean, it, by in 1964, right? Yeah, by I the thought, Stay Behind oh, Nazi it? Networks. Oh, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was the, like Odessa went back from South America to introduce Nutella. Do you like my command center? Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, Corinne came in. Hi, Corinne. Hi, Corinne. <laughs> We're talking about, we Nazis, talking about Nazis, sorry. Uh, <laughs> So <laughs> you love what? <laughs> so we have Come to enjoy the gigantic struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so so this this uh, giganta here this this is this is a tiger tank. Uh, it, it's practical ish, but it's very large. It's very over designed. Uh, in in some ways, that makes it quite vulnerable. And th- this sort of gets us into a question of at what point is something that is built by the Nazis to be big and over-designed and sort of talismanic a wonder weapon? Why does it deserve to be in this episode of the podcast? Uh, like the the belief in these sort of like relatively conventional but annoying tanks is sort of bordering on the supernatural in this propaganda here. So what I decided to do was just go for the stuff that's like obviously esoteric. The stuff that in a modern corporate culture you might call a moonshot. Um, something that you do as a weird innovation and you hope that it pays off all of the others that don't work. Something that can vindzevar. Yes, yeah. Like doing a cable state bridge in uh, pre-stress yeah, concrete. Just like that. <laughs> Maybe it'll work. <laughs> if it, and if it does, you know, uh, you know, all of your sins will be forgiven. Here's the problem, um, yes. fucking doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I, this this may verge on the obvious here, but the Nazis did not win the war. 
Uh, what? Uh, yes. My and history this- education has been a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but I played all those games of Hearts of Iron. No, yeah. the Nazis lost the war, and they lost the war despite the fact that some of these moonshots did work in themselves or would be the basis for things that worked later on. Most obvious example is rocketry and jet engines. Yes. Um, like inventing the first sort of practical jet fighter plane when you're two weeks away from losing the war, that kind of thing. Um, but oh, so yeah, plane now. I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've loosely put this into three sections. So next section is next slide, please. Land. Oh, with, oh, wow. He he loves the a scale, loves model. scale model. He loves a little yeah. model. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is genuinely. One of the funniest pictures I've ever seen. <laughs> he gathered all his friends around to like just watch it going to the ditch and get Check out my new RC car, guys. It's scaled to 200 This is the problem. This is the problem with dictatorships: is everybody has to stand around like this is normal and be like, "Hmm, interesting, tiny tang." So, so the, the, this is uh, something called the Mouse, the Panzer VIII Mouse. Um, this was the heaviest tank that was ever actually built. We can see the real like yeah, e- scale e- one. Even when it's that small, yeah. it's the heaviest one they've ever built. incredibly dense. Yeah, all things osmium. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you can see how this ended up for them. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, this is this is a, a one that they actually built, and you can tell it didn't work because it's got Russian chalked all over it. <laughs> Oops! Sign of success. That's yes. right. <laughs> the, the the point of this was to make like a super heavy breakthrough tank um, that's really slow, but like it's impervious to everything. Like, well, after D Day, why do you even need a breakthrough? You're going to do the Battle oh, of the yeah. Bulge and then get smoked. Yeah, they're not well, they don't know that resource yet. allocation so good, are they? No. Curiously, this is this is like a sort of personal thing that Hitler is really into. Well, he really he likes does. this idea. Um, so you know, this is his little fantasy world. He gets to like yeah. escape from the actual red lines on the map, getting closer. Like Donald Trump drive, driving that uh, fire truck or whatever. <laughs> That's the yeah, happiest exactly. he's ever been. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is this is the heaviest tank ever built. They built two of them. Um, only one of them ever worked, and different <laughs> parts of the two it worked differently. Um, the, the, the top speed of this thing was fourteen That's miles an job. hour. Um, oh, perfect! It wow. would break through, uh, <laughs> but only once. So quick, <laughs> slow the, Krieg. Because it's because it's so heavy, uh, it can't cross bridges. Um, <laughs> So, but there's there's rivers, there's rivers in Russia, which is where you want to use this. So, what do you do? Well, the answer is, you fit it with a snorkel and you drive it across the bottom of the river. You just sounds you, great. You take right. two of these, and one of them has the electrical power, just on a lead going to the other one. And the other one just drives across the bottom like a crab would do. <laughs> now, I'm seeing an issue with this, hmm. which is they only built one of them, right? Yeah. Well, they built yeah. two, but only one of them worked. Oh. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, they had to drag the other one along with it. <laughs> I mean, this is this is basically what happened: is the um, they deployed both of these to defend the um, the general staff at Sasson, uh right at the end of the war. Did not work. As far as I know, never fired a shot in anger. The Soviets just rolled in and were like, "Hey, what are these?" 
Um, and then the Soviet uh, sort of technical inspector, the guy who's meant to like go and strip all of the copper wiring out of the Reich and send it back to the Urals, that guy's like, okay, well, we've got two of them. The turret works on one, um, and the chassis works on the other. What we're going to do is we're going to rip the turret off of one and transfer it, and then we'll have one working one that we can test. We'll call um, it Hankenstein. <laughs> yes, oh, fuck, that's really good. <laughs> they have to use they, they have to use six half tracks in harness like horses to move oh the turret God. off of one of these. The um, Nazis reinvented the horse and cart with a big gun on top. I love yes, it. yeah, like a bunch of them like moving a big block of uh, uh, stone like they're building the pyramids. <laughs> it's I'm actually on rollers, Hit yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining Hitler sitting up top, like with reins, like trying to get the <laughs> trucks to move quicker. So they they end up the Soviets end up taking this to their tank testing ground in Kubinka, where they test it. As far as I know, to destruction. Um, and this is the largest tank ever built, but it's not the largest tank ever theorized because. Hitler loves to do this shit. He loves to go in the office and be like, hey, have you guys considered that maybe what you need is a really big tank? Next slide, please. Just make the tank bigger. Big, make bigger. the tank more bigger. This, so this, this is Warhammer 40k? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is also the first example of a phenomenon that I um, you know, found a lot of when I was researching for this episode, which is every weird esoteric project that the Nazis ever did, you will find lovingly detailed fan art of it. Um, very, very sort of, um, you know, lovingly done art of, the, you know, jets spiralling into action in the air. And then you look up the actual service history of these things, and it's, you know, they built two of them, and then one of them fell into a ditch, or <laughs> they never built any of them, or, it, you know, it... Yeah. Like someone like dismissed it as a stupid idea and like mocked all the engineers who contributed to it. Yes, yeah. Uh, th this this here is. I don't think they even called it a tank. I think they called it a land cruiser. Yeah, Landkreuzer. Uh, Landkreuzer P1000 Rata. Uh, this is a one thousand ton tank uh, with ten inch thick armor that okay. is absolutely useless to everyone. <laughs> there is no way you could use it for anything. It's because it's too big. Yeah. Um, Hit Hitler got into steampunk and decided to make right. a land ship. <laughs> I, I am. I'm. Uh, this this rendering appears to show it on a pier of some kind. Right it and all I can into think the is all those right. wooden pilings supporting that. You know, it's just gonna it's just gonna sink into the river and then just sort of sit there. You try and drive it out and you can't because there's a vertical embankment at the end. You know, and it's just gonna. And congrats on your new stationary uh, anti-air platform. <laughs> <laughs> this thing. I, no, I heard some people who like try to sort of they theorize like how it potentially could have worked if they ever had the resources to do it, and like even the most like generous designs where they had to like basically redesign the entire turret and remove like half the weight, it would still just sink into like normal dirt. Like, yeah. it wouldn't be able to drive on anything. Like, it wouldn't even be able to move, even if it worked. It has it has a weight problem, <laughs> which same, and it also has a width problem, same. which <laughs> same. It's 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 too wide to fit into any tunnel ever, you know, yet made. Yes. Um, including now. But this is also a problem, and this is where we get the sort of, like, blurred line between your Wunderwaffe and your regular Waffe. Uh, if you look at those 
tiger tanks, the little ones, I say little ones, uh, on the on the flat cars in the front of this this. Um so those were actually too wide to fit on a flat car, on a rail on a rail car, just on their own. What they had to do was intricately take apart the sort of like Swiss watch overlapping road wheels on the side and replace the tracks with like thinner tracks that were only used for transporting them. Right. Um it's ev- this is this is like a recurring problem with German logistics of the Second World War. It's like every single thing is so fucking engineering. It's so <laughs> over designed and it's so like logistically tortured. Um, and then at the top of it, you have this dipshit moustache guy going, "Hey, why don't we make it five times bigger?" This thing, this thing would have had. It would have been like. Uh, kind of like a sort of a Nazi playset in that it had two motorcycles in it, just in like their own sort of like motor pool that you could drive out to do reconnaissance. Imagine, so, imagine trying to go to war with something that's essentially the 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 NASA's space shuttle transporter platform. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you see this coming, you just sort of go back to the woods and you just yeah. get out of. You just you know take a sort of ninety degree path. I was about to say, yeah, you just you just sort of move, just sort of move perpendicularly toward to, uh, uh, and and it'll take half an hour to turn, and you can be <laughs> three towns over by then. <laughs> also, I love that it has a self-contained lavatory system, though. I love that they designed because again, they overdesign everything. They put in a toilet inside of it, like internally, so that the four crew members who would have to be inside of this god awful like death trap. Uh, Never have to leave it. If, if, if even to go yeah, shit. You just get welded in. I I, I envision a, a sort of a situation where this is used and they somehow manage to lose a vehicle to toilet oh, malfunction yeah. like they did yeah. one of those U-boats. <laughs> it was actually the captain who sank that U-boat, by the way. If they weld them in there, this would legitimately just be a, a mm. Warhammer 40k thing. That's I feel true. like Warhammer 40k was built on, on the Ratte. Yeah, that's true. Um, but so we've we've gotten to the very largest tanks. We're well beyond the bounds of plausibility. Let's go to the tiny one. Um, yes, let's go to the tiny. I want to talk about <laughs> oh the tiny one. Oh my god, one. it's it's the Hitler Roomba. The Nazi Roomba. <laughs> that's right. This is. <laughs> I love this thing. There there were higher it's resolution a Roomba, images a of Roomba this with the little postage stamp mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> There were clearer images of this one, but I I couldn't resist the guy riding it around like a horse. (laughs) I think he's literally on like Omaha Beach too. (laughs) Just, just the the fucking the absurdity of the Second World War that you have the sort of the Omaha Beach sequence from Saving Private Ryan. Two weeks later, same place, guy riding a fucking drone tank around. Yeah. <laughs> There's a fucking tank trap in the background too. Like yeah. this guy, you can tell that the guy is so happy to be riding it. Like but he's the, ecstatic. This, this is, is the a thing. magical experience for him. Once once the Allies invaded Europe, I feel like they were just stumbling over weird Nazi shit, like one of a kind <laughs> prototypes of implausible technology every two weeks. And you know, maybe that's a sort of R and R thing. You're like, oh, you feel bad about your friends getting shot. Why don't you take a ride on the half track motorcycle? Why don't you do some donuts? You know, that'd be yeah. cool. Ride um, the Roomba around a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, th- this is an this is a drone. This is an unmanned 
ground vehicle, a UGV. Um, and, and the deal is, because there's no wireless yet, it's, what this is, is this, this, there's a long cable that spools out of the back of this with a remote control and a guy at one end. Um, and then that guy just drives the tank, which has 60 pounds worth of explosives in it, up to whatever and detonates it remotely. Um, and this actually... You can do this same thing in Call of Duty Warzone if you stack C4 on a recon drone. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in Black Ops, it was in Black Ops. It's the RCX, it, yeah, the RCXD, but bigger and more Nazi. Um, the, the the other thing is that this thing is uh, like three miles an hour maximum speed. Oh, wonderful! So it just sort of trundles down the road towards you. It's very flimsy. Yeah, you just sort of just sort of walk away from it. the the way you defeat it is to walk away. Yeah, a yeah. light jog. It's yeah. also you walk out. You outrange the the cable spool, and then you yeah. Uh, you can leave. <laughs> it's, it's it's also it's it's, it's, it's thin steel and it's got sixty pounds of explosives inside it. It's it's not the most sort of survivable vehicle. It's meant to blow itself up, but it you know it does that at you know, I feel much. like it's also like very heavy, uh, loud. Like when oh, it tumbles down, be, like yeah. it just like you, like you're just sitting at like a small encampment in the forest, and you just hear like yeah. like coming oh, towards like you, like a <laughs> tiny putt putt diesel engine going. Genuinely, yes. Like <laughs> yeah. half of the ones of these they made were electric, and half of them were a gasoline engine. <laughs> <laughs> um, th this. Goes at like forty RPM. Just butt, 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 you see, butt, you see, it like vibrates oh, towards fuck. you slowly. <laughs> and like blows itself up black smoke. Yeah, it's probably two stroke. <laughs> Seizes up because they mixed the gasoline wrong. Those old bombs. You don't want that. Let me look this up. I want to see the engine of this. Uh... <laughs> God, I I love this thing. They, they they actually do sort of work. Like they they blow up a couple of allied vehicles with these. Um, but in general, it's it's mostly a joke. Also, it's like quite expensive for something that is one use. Because um, you know it blows itself up at the end of it. And so it's it's not exactly economical. But this is the more one of the more sort of grounded ones. Now we have to get back to the fantastical. So it's more big oh. tanks. Hmm. Before can I can I interrupt? We talked about of this course, the, before we started. Uh, this isn't part of the part of the of part of the slides, but we mentioned uh, very quickly the ball tank. That, oh, the ball tank, yes. That I, oh, that yeah. I just wanted to like reference a little bit here to contribute. Um, that it's called the Kugelpanzer, and it's just like a ball of extraordinarily flimsy material, and no <laughs> one knows anything about it because the Red Army found it in Manchuria, but it is German made, so. All we know about the Kugelpanzer, which is just a, a ball, which is apparently supposed to be some recon vehicle, we think. Um, they, apparently, they think they made one and sent it to Japan. And that's all that happened with <laughs> as, it. As, as a joke. Just like, hey, check out this shit. <laughs> oh, you it's want our tanks? Funny. Here's one. I think the funniest part about that is we know nothing about it, but we do still have it. It's in like the Moscow Tank Museum or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just sitting there, just being really small. It, it, it is just yeah. like it's a circle, right? Like, and it, it, I'm not sure how the guy doesn't like get rolled around like a hamster that stops running in the wheel. <laughs> 
He just rotates with the wheel constantly. Yes, rotating and not seeing your mind. Here's your vomit bucket. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he gets back from the reconnaissance, you open the hatch, and you're like, how was it? And there's just a stream <laughs> of vomit. Oh, my God. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> nine, we send it to the Japanese instead. <laughs> well, I mean, all I have to say about that is, no. All torture. There we go. From Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia at en.wikipedia.org. I'm not doing the. I'm not. I don't want to do the ball torture article again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next slide. We're going to talk about the uh, the Kalgerit. Um oh, This is the crane to lift the ball tank back here. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> fires ball tanks. <laughs> It's a bread maker maker. <laughs> <laughs> this like a this looks like a red alert weapon if it shot the ball tanks. It, it, it looks like an advance yeah. wars weapon. Is what it looks like. Oh, uh, this is this is a six hundred millimeter caliber siege mortar. Um, and this like if you see the little again thing on the right here, the little second tank, that's a regular size Panzer IV. But they've taken the turret off and replaced it with a big bin full of massive, like six foot tall shells that weigh two thousand kilograms each, and a crane. Uh, and they've also given us the adorable name of the munitions schlepper. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so that's cute. So this thing and its it, its four schleppers were intended to attack the Maginot Line, but uh, then they just well they went around yeah. it. So why worry? Yeah. Um, then this... they were later used to attack uh, the Diocletian walls in Byzantium. <laughs> <laughs> that Maginot line, a uh, unusual example of uh, allied super weapon. Uh, yeah, which yeah, completely no, failed. Right. <laughs> you know. uh, well, that's <laughs> They end up using this against uh, Sevastopol. Um, there is there is a train angle here for you, Justin, which is. Yes. How the fuck do you transport this thing on its long own distances? Not quite on its own special rail car, Good which enough, is Alice. I. They call this a schnabel car, and I don't know if that's like a generic train oh, she term. Schnabels on my uh, car. Yeah, until, uh, yeah. A, a, a schnabel uh, over here in the U.S. They usually say schnabel. Schnabel car. Okay, yeah, but they are. Um, you have like um, essentially, you know, your, your two arms on each side of the load. Sometimes there's a platform yeah. on it, sometimes the arms are welded directly to the load, and then those are mounted on pivots, which are in turn mounted on additional pivots, which in the biggest ones, those are again mounted on more pivots, which <laughs> spread the load among like 50 or 60 wheels on the biggest ones, and like 10 or 12 on smaller ones. Yeah, and it, it like carries the thing like in between those two arms, like uh, sort of held up between them, right? Uh, I, I'll, I'll get, a, I'll get it. Here, here's a, here's a picture of a real, real big one right here. I think you may be able to find a, a picture of this particular one's car, even. Oh, but you, you can see quite silly looking. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, this, the, now they're used for like real super heavy industrial loads, mm. um, which but, I guess this is yeah. still. Uh, yeah, hmm. they're they're so, very irritating rail cars to maintain and everything. So I'm not surprised Nazis used them. 
over-engineered. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, this I thing... Want, it, you know, I wonder if they named... Because uh, Schnabel... Schnabel just means, like, uh, like trunk. Like, elephant trunk, I think. Yeah. So, uh, is that a... Is that a German... Originate, I, I guess I it originates know. as a German word. Schnabel sounds very German. Yeah, but America has so many Germans. Uh, That's true. Schnabelkar or Schnabelwagen. Yeah. Well, in well, any case, this thing this thing works okay. Um, like it, it blows up a couple of uh, forts and stuff in Sevastopol. Um, it's mostly it's in here because I want to tell a story about it, which is that they used one of these to try and suppress the Warsaw Uprising. Um, shooting into liberated Warsaw. One of these uh, fires a shell at a building, goes through the roof, goes through every floor of the building, goes through the basement, uh, sort of lands beneath the basement, doesn't detonate. Um, <coughs> this is apparently pretty common, but I guess it's pretty common for like all artillery of the period. But oh, yeah, they find, they find unexploded ordnance all the time in Europe, right? Oh yeah. Oh, just another Tuesday. Had to yeah. evacuate the block because we had to detonate some ordnance that's been sitting there for eighty years. Yeah, this like six foot tall artillery shell. But oh, what else you get in there and do it? <laughs> well, no. well, the reason <laughs> the reason why I want to tell the story is because the poles, having nerves of steel, go in there into this basement, disarm it, melt all of the explosives out, and use them to make oh. hand grenades. Nice, wild. So, so a decent proportion of the hand grenades used by uh, the insurgents in the Warsaw Uprising were made out of sort of recycled uh, ammunition for the, for the Kalgarit. Haha, <laughs> suck that shit! That's right. I guess the Kalgarit supply mortar. Yeah, yeah. This is this is like the most efficient Nazi logistics ever got. It just like supplies the wrong side. Uh. But we perfectly can, delivers like an intact shell for other people to use. Yeah, uh, we can we can go bigger. Next yes. slide, please. Now you got to uh, put stuff on the, rails. The fan yeah. favorite. This is Schwere Gustav, heavy Gustav. Um, so, as, <laughs> so as I said in the First World War, they built a Paris gun that was like this on a smaller scale. Uh, Hitler wants them to build another one. They build two. Uh, Gustav and Dora. Dora is named after the engineer's wife, which I'm not sure I would take as a compliment. Yeah, I would be thrilled with that. I would. I probably wouldn't be happy about that. It's like, hey, honey, oh. I named the world's largest rifled weapon after you. Uh, and that and that Tonka Trank ass of yours. <laughs> 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 so named because of your enormous cock. Um. So this this. <laughs> oh, it's Dora Richter. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this thing again gets used to bombard Sevastopol. This is like all the Nazis can think to do with like siege artillery. Uh, not much else. Uh, in terms of the practicality of this, aside from having to put it on train tracks, which you have to build for it, yes. you get. Uh, if you look at the size of that barrel, you get forty-seven rounds out of that before it has to go back to Krupp in Germany and be rebored. Uh, that's that's not very good. It's no. not very efficient, I'll tell you that. But this this and, is an improvement on the World War One Paris gun, which every time you fired it, the shell would strip half an inch off the rifling. And so there's wait, there's wait, what's the problem? <laughs> and so <laughs> e, e, and so the Paris gun came with like a supply train of shells that were numbered, and you had to fire them sequentially because they went <laughs> up in caliber. 
Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you gotta do that, maybe you go back to the drawing board at some point. Yeah, like yeah. Maybe that's a bad gun. You're sort of rubbing up against the, the the outer limits of practical ballistics at this point. When you're like, no, you have to fire it in increasing order, otherwise you will explode the entire gun. But the biggest the biggest sort of uh, problem for this is obviously the fact that it needs to be on rails, right? So what if we made next slide, please? What if we made Schwerer Gustav self-propelled Gustav? Oh my oh god! Boy. Oh dear! Eighty-two That's... feet long. <laughs> Yeah, this, and like 150 feet wide. This is twice as heavy as the rat, by the way. Oh, yeah. This, this is twice as heavy as the mouse. One, one, 1,800 tons. That's not... No. <laughs> I, love that it has little, I love how it has the little outriggers on the side, like those are going to do something. I was <laughs> about to say. More stability. <laughs> sort of have a cathedral hang. buttress. Um, <laughs> this is the Landkreuzer P1500 monster. Those aren't words. Uh, <laughs> this was supposed to have a crew of a hundred, by the oh, way. Off. It has two cranes on the back to do, like, Nazi I guess, naval Nelter, trade. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and, and it's just, it's the gun off of the rail, the railway gun put on a tank. Um, what do you, you have do? to replace you, after, uh, after, like, 47 runs anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you you drive this whole this thing back. Field? I I don't know. This was it. Never got off the drawing board, but it was Hitler's drawing board. Uh, and uh, it's uh, Albert Speer, the guy who like loved to exonerate himself after the war, uh, cancelled both this and the Rata. Um, so they, they never got to see. You know, not so much as a single piece of steel got welded for either of these. Um, if it hadn't been for Speer, the war could have ended so much earlier, just because they would have <laughs> yeah. spent so much resources building this. This thing. <laughs> yeah, we have we have one gun, and we have thirty five excavators that we need in order to cl clear a road for the gun to use it. <laughs> it's not so practical, but we do our best. <laughs> my, my my favorite Albert Speer story is that uh, at one point during the Nuremberg trials, he claimed that he was going to try and poison Hitler to liberate Germany, and the way he was going to do it was he was going to put nerve gas in the ventilation of the Führer bunker. But the reason why he didn't do this was because he got there and he found that the ventilation hole was too far up the wall and he couldn't reach it. He's <laughs> just a small bean. That's right. And he had anxiety. Short yeah. king. Yeah. Couldn't, Short couldn't find king a step stool. Couldn't, couldn't find a step stool. I, I I would believe that an architect couldn't find a ladder. I like the idea the that, that, that Stuart right. couldn't have the decency to hang himself because he couldn't find a step stool. <laughs> <laughs> Just again, he was he was like cursed by a witch never to be able to find a ladder when he needed one. He needs to always be ground level. <laughs> That's, That's right. It's, the, it's his curse. You, you cannot move Albert Speer on a Z axis at all. Um, <laughs> That's why all his meetings are in like underground basements and bunkers, and there's just a network of tunnels all throughout Germany, so he can move from city to city. Yeah, he can only move horizontally. Curse never see daylight. <laughs> That's right. Uh, next slide, please. This this one's some cartoon shit. Well, I love this okay. one a lot. They're just building shit in Kerbal Space Program at this point. This there, is it, this will work. 100 percent this will not kill Jebediah Kerman. Uh, is, is, is this what it looks like when it's broken? 
No, this no. is this is as as advertised. <laughs> they they, they yeah, contracted boy. for this. This is it, this is. It looks which like it got it hit shoot? by a bomb. <laughs> so, so it, it shoots out of the little spout at the top. This is this is a wind kanona. Uh, the idea is you mix hydrogen and compressed oxygen, and you fire a big bullet of compressed air. Into what? the sky to try what? and knock a plane out. Of There's it. no way this would work, right? But they built a fart cannon because that shit would yeah. smell too. They built a fart <laughs> cannon yeah. to kill pilots <laughs> to kill the RAF. Oh, she slobbed on my wind every... window day. Uh. <laughs> every time they fired, it makes a big. <laughs> and the Imagine thing is, some allied guy, nineteen forty-five, is rolling around, and you and you're the one. You and your buddies discovered the fart cannon. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, they built this. They made one of these. They might not have done any of the stupid big tanks, but they built the fart cannon and they sent it to defend. I think the Elba River and. They can't tell whether it didn't work or if it just didn't hit anything. <laughs> but, but there were some guys, legitimately, everyone else in the fucking Wehrmacht is doing Die Brücke. Uh, it's a bunch of like 12 year olds getting conscripted, and then there's one detail of guys who's just got <laughs> just all day <laughs> hitting nothing. <laughs> nothing. I, I love oh. the Wind Kanona. Uh, next slide. Please. Is this uh, the is this the multi-chambered gun? Oh, the, wow. Yeah, it, it's it's a sort of assisted charge gun. It's the V3. Uh, right. So the the V1 first cruise missile. Uh, the V2 first uh, short-range ballistic missile. Do, correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong about that. The V3 weird shit. Instead, the idea of this one is. Um, you have a really long gun barrel with a, like a small charge, and then if you look at the little sort of like landings on this set of steps, right, uh, you can see sort of perpendicular tubes going into the barrel. What those are? Those are designed to like add additional propellant charges that fire off as the projectile goes down the barrel. Um, and the idea is that those just keep detonating all the way up. So instead of losing velocity as you go down the barrel, you're gaining it. Um, sure, why not? I mean, uh, so, in principle, fine. This is like an explosive Gauss cannon. Pretty much, yeah. I, um, I believe this has been tried a number of times and it, at this point, and it had never worked, and this one didn't work either. <laughs> Well, they couldn't. First of all, they couldn't figure out a way to get the uh, this huge long barrel to be maneuverable in any way. So what you had to do was build it into a mountainside. I was about to say, what's the deal with this Bin Laden's fortress thing? <laughs> <You know? laughs> this, this is uh, approaches guarded by Nazi militiamen. This is uh, Mimoyek, <laughs> uh, which is in France, and the idea was they were going to build a shitload of these four galleries of five barrels. Uh, it's going to shoot around every. Like four or five seconds, they're all pre-aimed at London. Um, <laughs> so, so it's just yeah. going to hit the same, you know, broadly the same place. And the idea is that you just sort of fire this and make London uninhabitable. Um, unfortunately, Cause was, yeah, because the yeah. idea was like that they were going to be able to like use them for a long time, like because they had like multiple yeah. small charges, it wouldn't like destroy the barrel quick enough, so they could just like wrap up a like, yeah. 40 super cheap ones of these and just like 
hope for the best. Yeah. Put like a couple of 12 volt euros to shoot it. That what? They're excavate, excavating like 80 feet down. They yep. got an elevator. They got an underground yeah. train. They got, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, got train? A guy, they got a guy sitting at a desk. My God. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They did. They did end up <laughs> using. Uh, so, so the Mimoyak site was immediately bombed by the Royal Air Force, who by this point in the war were quite good at sort of large targeted bombing and just destroyed it. Um, they did use a leftover one of these, a half length one, to try and attack Luxembourg. Why? Because <laughs> well, fuck them. That's why. The, the yeah, Allies okay. had liberated Luxembourg, and so they just gave one captain and his detachment a little half-length one of these, and said, okay, prop it up in a valley, fire it at Luxembourg a few times, which he did. And it worked, I guess? I mean, um, they did fire it. Oh, it's if it actually hit anything. Yeah, also... Imagine reloading this thing. God, oh, thanks, you gotta man. put in like 75 oh charges. Oh my god, yeah. You gotta go <laughs> up and down up those stairs, step. it's like yeah. crossfit. Yeah. That's a lot of stairs, yeah. 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 You, you can Ross, identify... You maybe work, walk up that really long hill, and I swore I would never forgave you? What in if Pittsburgh? that were our job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This what is... if we were Nazis and that were our job? Tr- tr- the, well, trying not, to identify... Not. You're Polish and I'm Jewish, buddy, we're over the hill. Trying to identify the Nazis whose job it is to load this gun, and you look for the guys with like, Massive thigh Hell muscles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I I maintain this is also the first gun to kill a Kennedy uh, because you oh. may be aware of. Um, so so JFK wasn't his father's favorite son. His favorite son was his older brother Joe Kennedy Jr. Um, and Joe Kennedy Jr. was a pilot in the U.S. Army Air Forces, and he got killed in the attempt to uh, bomb. Not Mimoyak, but an installation like Mimoyak, the one after it, um, using an allied superweapon, which was... The Iron Cannon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> an early drone. Um, the idea was that you, you, you fill a bomber full of explosives, you put uh, this Kennedy in there, he takes, off, he takes it off the runway, activates the explosives and the remote control, parachutes out to safety, and then someone like remote control 911s this bomber into whatever you're trying to bomb. <laughs> um, but the, the reason why this did not work, and this was also the end of that program, was because uh, Kennedy gets in the plane, takes off the plane, activates the explosives, the explosives go off, and he is like spread across an acre of Southeast England. God. Let me just get. The, the it's interesting they let him volunteer for an incredibly stupid and dangerous mission like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like well, this is on like, purpose pivot. because they hate the Catholics. Yeah, nepotism <laughs> isn't what it used to be, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like this is the pivot point of like a lot of alternate history fiction. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, if 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 Joe Kennedy Jr. had become president, that would have been a weird timeline. Not least because he was actually even more racist than his brother. Uh, <laughs> Next oh, that's the, that's the Fallout universe, then. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, so we've done all of the, like, big self-propelled stuff, now we've got to talk about individual stuff, and I love this well, thing on the left. Well, hold on, I thought we were talking about the Nazis, this is just a picture from the IDF. <laughs> yes, because the, the IDF, amongst others, have attempted to revive the idea that we see on the left, which is a two-star general, for some reason, uh, in in socks and Oxford shoes, holding uh, 
the first assault rifle, uh, an MP44, with something called a Krumlauf device, which just bends the barrel 90 degrees. Um, and it's for shooting around corners, or for shooting out of tanks, maybe, sometimes. Um, and when you need to get people off mouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the crucial thing about this is that it does not work. Um, <laughs> bullets don't like being treated this way. I was about to say, yeah, like I, w- I thought it was a miracle that that would even work, so I'm glad it doesn't. What what happens? Doesn't this thing explode the the curved barrel all the time? All the time, it, it explodes the curved barrel. But mostly, what it does is, well, first of all, any time you fire it, the the bullet goes into the curve of the barrel and shatters. So you're then right. firing shrapnel. You're firing okay. little like shards of bullets. Oh, a nice good. bad shotgun. Rounds. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've sort of you pre-expanded your your hollow point here. Um, I'm just and imagining. Then, you guys remember uh, the flechette gun from Unreal Tournament? Uh, ooh, Unreal yes. Tournament three. It's like that. I'm mm. thinking it only it, gets you. <laughs> and I'm thinking it makes the same sound as that scene from Spaceballs. You know, where I think Mog <laughs> picks up the radiator and redirects all the the shots back at the guys. <laughs> This this also like boom boom, boom. <laughs> the the barrel also it, it's not very accurate and the barrel also deforms so it just bends too much it it Excuse just me, not, goes not over mog, he's again barf, right he barf it, is a mog but his name is barf okay <laughs> I'm Matt's best friend let me also, let me not case, let me not misgender him. weird gun word, weird gun nerd at us uh the MP44. We also know it's known as the Sturmgewehr 44. We know. Don't yes. fucking come in the comments and be like, actually, it's called the STG 44. It's, it's also known as the MP 44. Shut up. Yes, it's it's a machine and pistol until it isn't. Um, and yeah, this thing does not work at all. I included it because I think it's hilarious and I love this, this picture. This is a heck of a night sight. Jesus Christ. Oh, this thing, <laughs> this thing, the Zielgerät Vampir. Uh, yeah, so... The Vampir... Thank <laughs> God. If if you if you notice the giant backpack this Nazi is wearing, um, <laughs> that's that's the battery for this. It's an infrared lamp that projects. That's the thing on the top, and then you look through the scope to to see what it's illuminating. Oh, I mean, it's quite ingenious, but it's also kind of stupid to go into battle and have to spend fifteen minutes cranking up your gun. Yeah, the, <laughs> the backpack for this weighs fifteen kilograms or about thirty five pounds. That it's just a gun from Futurama. Yes. <laughs> this is this is less stupid than it looks. It's one of those things that's like verging on being a good idea later. The Americans invent basically the same thing in parallel. Night sights are yeah. still current until like the two thousands when night vision goggles become become a uh, thing. But does that's... the backpack does the backpack go pop goes uh, the be. Pop- they had hand cranked flashlights even so it wouldn't surprise me um well next slide please we've we've finished the land section and now it's time for us to enter the sea section everybody in this everybody in this photo has the best expression. 
Hitler unimpressed, but the guy on the left is like, eh, you know, I don't, <laughs> like, this. I don't like the look of this. <laughs> this is this is obviously early in the war. They still had money for HO scale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do the guy love the left a giant is like furiously masturbating. I feel like he's looking. I feel at like this, they like, all are. It's, it's like a collective yeah. thing down there. You know? Yeah. Uh, what is love but two butts kissing? Mm. Famous uh, uh, Nazi um, uh, material supplier, uh, the Merklin Model Train Company. Company. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the C section is going to be the shortest because uh, I, I didn't, I, I didn't put in the sort of the aircraft carriers that they were never going to build or the giant uh, like cruisers that they were gonna, never going to build because yeah. uh, they're both pretty conventional. Like they were just sort of normal sized by American standards of the time. What I did put in. Next slide, please was another thing that's going to be wildly influential, the oh. first ballistic missile submarine. Um, because we, we've invented ballistic missiles, we have the V2, invented the submarine, and Hitler really, really wants to bomb New York City, this is like a fixation for him. Um, there's, there's, the America bomber, which... Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is not in this, because again, like it's it's a big plane, there's nothing that weird about it, right. but this... But it did use a swept-wing design, uh, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. What, what this is, is instead of mounting your ballistic missile launcher to the submarine, what you do is you have a sort of floodable ballistic missile chamber that you just tow behind it. And then when you when you get in position, you just like tilt the whole thing up and fire out of the water, and then the submarine can cut it loose and leave. Um, they never actually tried this, um, but the Allies believed that they did. In the dying days of the war, the U.S. Navy firmly believed that there was a plan to send like five or six of these to try and like take a sort of Parthian shot at New York City, um, and it, it never happened. But um, imagine. Imagine you're in you're 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 the U-boat captain, and all of a sudden you hear a big thunk as you're approaching the uh, point where you're going to send the missile in New York City. And you're like, ah, it's snagged on the rock. It's gone. <laughs> Getting dragged oh, down with it. Yeah. Congratulations, boys. We nuked Long Island, which, well, you, to be fair, would improve Long Island. We, we, you basically <laughs> just somewhere like near Newfoundland or something. I'm envisioning the silhouette of this from, from below, and you're basically like lure fishing for the kraken, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the real goal Trying of this program. Trying to free the rocket U-boat or the missile silo or whatever from the giant squid. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to feed them and train them. That's the real wound of weapon. <laughs> the, Navy, the Kriegsmarine is failing, but if they can weaponize all sea life and recruit Aquaman, then you know, that's then right. they win yeah. the war too. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason why we know so much about this is because both the Soviets and the Americans immediately jump on this technology, because ballistic missile submarines, what a good idea. Um, this is one of those things where it's like, this, this sort of like weird Nazi idea predicts the direction of the Cold War, uh, in, in, in some ways. Um, because, you know, two allied nations at least go, hey, but what if you put the missile on the, the submarine? And what yeah. if you just, you know, what, what if you made a submarine warhead like, on it? Yeah. What if you made it like slightly bigger so you could fit? Yeah. And it's a straight Ooh. line from there to hunt for Red October. Um, but so we, again, I got to go to a, a, a tiny little miniature thing. Next slide, please. And amazing that it took mm. 17 slides in 
before I could say this, but the name of this is literally a racial slur. Um, <laughs> nice. Th- oh, so at, least it's, at least I didn't call it the filthy Jew. Thanks, boys. Classic, classic Nazi shit. It's literally called the N word. This is this is this the N word man <laughs> torpedo. <laughs> this is the N word. are the fucking worst, dude. <laughs> How did they do this? I'm surprised you said uh, racial slur because I would have made a joke in uh, in saying that like ah yes the the the, the tranny dick here it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, need need sloppy from a slur torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> So the idea is, you just use the the top torpedo as like a kind of miniature submarine. There's just a guy in there. You can see very short little right. man with his little <laughs> legs out in front, who has been wedged into this race, this racist torpedo. <laughs> the, the the bottom the bottom one clamped to it is a real torpedo. Like that's just full of explosives. And the idea is, the guy drives the thing on the top until it's within sight of a warship points it at it, and then presses the button to release the clamps and let go of the torpedo, which then fires. What often happens is the guy navigates it to the thing, presses the button, the torpedo fires and the clamps do not release, and he is immediately uh, on top of a torpedo being fired at a warship. <laughs> now, I love that. Now he's got to drive um, it within sight. Yes. Now, there's not a lot of visibility underwater. No. No. <laughs> so this, this guy's chin close. is just like just above the water. Not, too. I, I know you don't have to hand it to the Nazis, but they were pretty good at killing Nazis. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> this this is some like dying days of the war shit when the navy is like trying to demonstrate that it has some kind of relevance. So they're like, okay, we'll go go take a couple of these racial slurs and go blow up the ships off of Normandy. Uh, what they do is they end up blowing up like uh, a ship that the Allies put there as a joke. <laughs> yeah, did, they, did they blow up anything? Like, at all? I think, I-, they, I think they may have hit like one ship that was meant to provide sort of a blockage for the harbour. Yeah, like one of those uh, like, w- like, uh, freshwater supply freighters that actually is just, yeah. no one's on it and it's just there to like, yeah. catch any torpedoes yeah. and bombs and shit. E- either that or uh, the French battleship Corbet, which was like uh, wildly obsolete, and they put it there dressed up as something more modern to get bombed in preference to anything else. Mm. But I-, I-, I love the idea of this thing, just like that moment of realization that you have kamikazed yourself. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have like a solid what like a forty-five seconds die, of. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, no, that's not God. Well, I have forty seconds to come to terms with my maker and God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hope he doesn't judge me too harsh for being an Nazi as yeah, I go right into the seabed. <laughs> you have just enough time to start like humming the theme, the theme tune to a show that you like. <laughs> to sort of like give yourself some sort of comedic relief at the very yeah. end. Like, just as it goes, you realize, oh, it's not working. And then you, hmm. Alright, next slide, please. We're done We're done with the sea and the stuff that it contains. What we have now is the air, the sky. Right? This is this little plane. This is the thing. You look at enough funny pictures of Hitler and you're like, oh, adorable. Piece of shit. <laughs> Piece of shit. If only he, in a different timeline, I feel like he would have 
been a like peak small bean Twitter uh, user. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's actually a legacy higher than Nazi Party, and I need it to pay rent. So, you know, you're doing trans misogyny to me. I need, I need femboy Hitler. No, I don't. No. Femboy Hitler is not something that can. I don't want to manifest I, that into reality. I think femboy Hitler is already definitely that, that existing. Definitely already exists. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No one. No wonder he's looking like this. He's got. A, he's At, got the giant crack down his plane. Actually, it's Praxis to work for Messerschmitt. Um, <laughs> oh, we're gonna get into Messerschmitt. This this we're is the one the system from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the one with some truly weird shit because the Air Force was like the most ideologically Nazi of all of the Nazi armed forces. Oh, yeah. and also like Goering's involved in like highest levels. Yeah. So he just has full reign of to do anything he wants. Yeah, and all of these guys kind of want to kill themselves, uh, which ordinarily I would approve of for a Nazi, but in this case, like, in sort of a self-sacrificing way. Um, so, next slide, please. Uh, we got the attaching a thing to a thing again. But after This is like discovering struts in, in Kerbal Space Program. <laughs> The, uh, the the Royal Society for putting things on top of other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in this case, it would be like Herman Goering, the Reich Plenipotentiary for attaching things to other yeah, things. Yes, and he has like a full dress uniform for that. Um, By just this morning, I have seen a thing which was not on top of another thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I bought a medal for thing about another thing. The, the medal is just like a medal strapped onto another medal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two iron crosses clamped together at different yeah. angles. With like uh, duct tape joined together. <laughs> so, uh, the Nazis want to, as they're losing the war in the Soviet Union, do something called Operation Eisenhammer. Uh, iron Hammer, because that's the most Nazi name I've said yet, aside from the racial slur, which is the Soviet Union is catastrophically dependent on like four power plants. If you can bomb those power plants, which they never really thought to do, then you know hopefully the Soviet defense industry will be unable to stop making guns, bullets, tanks, all the fun stuff. Um, but uh, as with the America bomber that we sort of half mentioned earlier, Nazi planes, Nazi bombers don't really have the range to do this. Not anymore because they keep getting pushed back further away from the Soviet Union. Um, and so what what they do instead is they clamp a thing to another thing. This is a mistle. Um, like mistletoe, uh, and and what this is is oh, oh the pilots kiss underneath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weirdly, uh, the bottom aircraft is the one that like has people in it, like is being flown. The top one is the drone, the little fighter. That's full of explosives. Um, and the idea is that you you fly this bomber into the Soviet Union, and then you detonate the explosive bolts. That release the uh, the fighter full of explosives that then glides in and 9-11s the Soviet power station. Right. Hmm. I love to have explosives struts right next to a plane full of explosives. Yeah, and this 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 never came off. Like they they attached a bunch of things to other things, but they never tried to do the the power plant thing, which was so stupid it might even have worked. Uh, I, so. They didn't have the range to hit the power plant. Yeah. But they did have the range to come within 10 miles of the power plant. No, no, no. You just hope. You just oh. like glide this thing in and just hope for the best. Because <laughs> um, I can't imagine, I can't imagine it'd be too much more trouble just to fly a regular plane in and bomb the power plant 
rather yeah. than <laughs> go through this whole contraption. <laughs> it really is a contraption. Uh, th- th- this is this is the only bomber contraption I featured. I, just just take some cans, of, extra cans of gasoline with you. <laughs> I, I, I just had not invented drop tanks. Uh, so. <laughs> So, so the, all of the all of the rest of this section and the rest of the episode, in fact, is stuff that was built under the auspices of the Jägernot program, the Emergency Fighter program, which is ah oh shit, the Americans and the British are bombing the fuck out of Germany. Uh, people are going to argue about it on Twitter in seventy years, but that's what's happening now. We urgently need fighter planes to shoot down bombers. What if we made? The worst shit we could think of. Next slide, please. That would be some oh real God. Nazi shit. What, what if we Th- made it is, really bad? This yes. is literally a meat grinder. Uh, this just looks like a meat grinder. It looks like uh, some kind of oh, weasel. We're gonna get there. Uh, the uh, ME163B Comet. Uh, plugging another Lions Led by Donkeys episode, because we did a whole one on that. That's right, it's the next slide, too. Yeah, the, it, this... it, it dissolved its pilots. Yes, this this is the Bachem BA three forty nine Nutter, uh, and this is if you look at the nose cone, it has a bunch of little rockets in it. Mm-hmm. Th- those are its only weapons. Uh, the idea is that you you launch this vertically uh, by rockets, okay, and then the guy inside who is not a particularly trained pilot, because all of the fighter doctrine of this is is you just use some guy. Uh, so you don't have to train the pilots, you should use some kid. Get in. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, Get in the Being voluntold, yes. Yeah. Get uh, in the house. Get in the house. He... Get. He aims... Oh, get! Get! He, he aims the nose cone at the, the formation of bombers, fires all of these little rockets, and then uh, the... I think he parachutes out, and then the reusable half of this also lands by parachute. This is this is a surface-to-air missile where the guidance system is a kid. Um, it's very gravity's rainbow. Um, yeah. The, it it also it killed its first test pilot, which I find very funny. Praxis. Th- this was the reason why they never went forward with this: is they did one test flight and it it like eviscerated the guy in it. <laughs> Good. Yeah, understandable. Good. Uh, because it, it has a very strong rocket engine and very tiny little wings and like bad controls, the guy launches vertically, loses control of it, uh, tries to like climb out to parachute out, gets uh, a, gets his left arm and left leg out of the canopy, and we know that that's what he got out of the canopy because I'm quoting here: at the impact site, about seven kilometers away, a five meter deep cr- deep crater was found uh, with. Half of a left arm, half of a left leg, and a fourteen centimeter long piece of skull. Good, good, Praxis. <laughs> wow, fuck <laughs> that shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, that, that didn't bitch. work too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- th- this is an anti-fascist aircraft. <laughs> yeah, just not this on machines purpose. kill fascists. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Liam. Uh, you want to talk the about episode tagline? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Liam, you want to talk about the comet next? Yeah, let's slide. do this. This thing, I think it looks quite nice, relatively yeah. speaking. Is like that a tiny little propeller on the front. Oh god, it literally is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, this thing's a. Uh, uh, oh god, from what I remember, it's a glider, right? And it yes, yeah. Uh, but they used 
the fucking propellant, uh, which was key stuff, highly concentrated hydrogen peroxide. Oh, I have uh, I have some stuff about Testoff and Sestoff. So they even fucking sound alike in German. Yeah, so, so, they do. so the, the idea is this thing rockets up uh, at, at like th this huge rate of climb. Um, talking thirty nine thousand feet or so in in less than four minutes. <sighs> oh yes, and they had to do the low fiber diet. So, oh so yeah, that they, so that their farts wouldn't explode them. This is the thing, right? Nazi <laughs> ideology real, is, mostly, that is mostly about <laughs> controlling the amount of farts. Like, the Windkanone, mm -hmm. maximum farts. Piloting this, minimum farts. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, so, the, this, the engine, the rocket engine, runs on two propellants, you need both. Heerstoff, uh, which is hydrogen peroxide, and Seerstoff, which is hydrazine and methanol. Um, oh, gotta love hydrazine. So um, both of these, both of these, are very dangerous. However, uh, what's really dangerous is if you combine them, which is a problem if you're using them in the same engine. Because um, they're go they're gonna be friends. Yeah. So for, yeah, first, this of is some Romeo and Juliet shit, but for highly unstable chemical compounds. So, so, so first of all, taste off your hydrogen peroxide. That uh, that dissolves cloth, leather. All combustible material and makes it spontaneously combust. Mm -hmm. Nice, great. Uh, you love that in fuel. Yeah, so so you have to keep it in like glass or enamel. Uh, tear stuff eats through iron and steel, so you have to keep it in aluminium. Um, the tanker trucks containing these two things can't come within eight hundred meters of each other. <laughs> Obviously, we are going to win a war with this. Yes. Uh, th there is a quote here uh, about a ground crewman who inadvertently poured a container of Taestoff into another containing a small quantity of Taestoff. Uh, as author William Green recounts, before he realized the magnitude of his mistake, his remains had been spread thinly over the entire test shed. Uh, but so, if you're going to pilot this thing, right, you've got to have a special protective suit, which is made of acid proof asbestos. Nice. Just in case, you know, so you can mm -hmm. you really make sure that whatever whatever person you put in this thing will die. Yes, uh, and th there's a story of again another test flight of one of these where the guy goes up, uh, he loses control of it, he has a sort of mild crash into the ground, and everyone comes running over to be like, "Oh, hey, you know, are you okay? Did you break a leg or something?" What he did not break was a leg. What he broke was one of these fuel lines. Which dripped onto him and dissolved him. Yes, oh he turned him. They, yeah, they turned him into uh, oops, uh, a liquid. They they found, I believe, the test suit uh, partially. I I can't entirely remember. He had turned into genuinely chunky marinara. Listen to Lions Love by Donkeys. I this this oops. to me is like the biggest sort of metaphor for Nazism. Is like it literally the fucking the the revolutionary technology that literally consumes you. Uh, <laughs> it goes really quickly. It is yeah. very intense, and then it will make you into chunky marinara. Well, see, this is this is startup culture because it does move fast and break things. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I oh, can. Oh God, I is Hitler is Hitler like a <laughs> like a silicon? I feel like Hitler has Silicon Valley energy now too. Actually, oh, 100%, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like Hitler today would be wearing like a turtleneck and sneakers. That's true. Absolutely, Hitler be would stage. be Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah. I am he, announcing yeah, exactly. today. Uh, <laughs> a like, new third oh, Reich. Oh wow, you yeah. bought a, what's the fucking uh, oh, Allbird, the shoe brand I can't stand. 
Reich.ly. Yeah, Reich, 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 Reich 3. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Reich 3.0, of course. Yeah, yeah. Reich 3.0. I hate that. I love I, that. I guess they could put the, the list of exterminated persons on the blockchain. <laughs> so, no need for punch cards. Oh. You, 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 you get turned into an NFT. God damn it. <laughs> Next slide. Okay, this one. Th this oh. one is some zany shit. This, yeah. this is this is plain yeah. go spinny. I I I, yes. I I had to remove because the image didn't work. Uh, another beautiful painting, sort of lovingly rendered, of this thing in flight spinning. Um, this is this is a Focke-Wulf Triebflügel. Um, These aren't words. I love it when <laughs> I love to flug my trieb. Yeah, I I love when my flugs are Uh This you may be able to tell that this is a scale model. This was too dangerous and too weird to ever build. Uh, but the that idea, <laughs> the the idea is this is this is a VTOL. This is it takes off vertically, um, uh, and then it uses these ramjets on the the tips of the rotors to propel itself. Oh, I've got um, a ramjet on my tip. A, a what? Does it spin too? Nothing. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like the radar. Oh. There's like, sort of a like a, a belt in the center that spins and, and mm -hmm. keeps the aircraft steady, uh, or, or is supposed to. Uh, I, you know, I look at all these things, and and one thing which is never clear to me: how do you get in? I a mean, uh, yeah, Albert Speer <laughs> finds you a ladder. Yeah, Ross, you get in <laughs> once, buddy. They're not real worried about that. We never. We never. Uh, we, we never were able we, to fire it because we couldn't find the ladder. <laughs> you, you just you just build the thing around the guy. Gravity's yeah, yeah. rainbow again. Yeah, um, that's why Albert Speer cancelled so many things. Yeah, because he there's, couldn't get into them. There's also there's this like weird thing about jet propulsion, which is uh, it, it's sort of more of a hazard than a benefit to the Nazis at this point because as much as the uh, their actual functional jets work quite well. Um, one of the problems is that they're too fast. Like, it's great for avoiding interception, but you're not trying to avoid interception, you're trying to shoot down bombers. And if you only have two seconds to do that, and then you're five miles away, uh, th then you have to develop the sort of, like, guy guided surface-to-air missile that we saw earlier. Um, but we Okay, seventh inning stretch, last one. Uh, next slide, please. What if we had a ground attack? Aircraft. What if? What? Well, it's like a land speed record car that we strapped a bomb to. Yeah, I, this I, is. Hold on. Now this is pod racing. I was about <laughs> to say this is the T sixteen that you bullseye Wamprats in. Uh, this is this is a Fiesler Reichenberg. It was estimated that the chances of a pilot surviving such a bailout were less than one percent due to the proximity of the pulse jets intake to the oh, cockpit. We'll, we yeah, what if yeah. didn't put the jet there. <laughs> No, it's right about the that cockpit. You get out of you get, Yeah, you, you are get turned Marinara. into mincemeat. <laughs> just a, just yeah, a fine yeah, red mist. That you, I respect that you're that you come from a different culture, but we say chunky marinara on the show, Mia. <laughs> <laughs> I I love so much how much in all of these the prospect of and then you just parachute out is like a perfect stupid yeah. lie. It's like, yeah, how, how's this going to work again? You do the thing and then you parachute out. Um, Easy peasy. Just, yes. Yeah. Uh, th th this is fully just a V1 cruise missile, but with a guy in it. They hollowed out some of the explosives to get room for their legs. Um, 
this this was set up as a sort of like a suicide squadron. It's something that Hitler was pressured to do because Hitler didn't really like the idea of kamikaze attacks. He thought it was un-German and un-Aryan. Um, but weirdly enough, his his pilot Hannah Reich, um, who lived a long sort of post-Nazi, post-war life. Um, very frustratingly, uh, she 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 persuaded him to do the sort of like form this Leonidas squadron. It was called. So again, they even liked fucking Sparta then too. Um, and the the, the idea was you uh you aim this at like a bridge or whatever, and then you parachute out. Um, but they never did anything with this. I, like the war ended before they could. Um. Which is a shame because I think it did sort of uh, it, it removed the possibility of seeing a guy try to parachute out of this and immediately getting sucked into a jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> this machine sucks fascists through a jet engine through a fine mesh. Yes. <laughs> At least they put the mesh in there, you know, for safety. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I try, yeah, try to get, not you, like inhale you wind the bones. Up blocking the whole intake, and then the and then the plane crashes cl- uh, um, uh, short of its target. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next and final slide. We got some shit that did sort of work. Um, the well, Nazis did sort of invent some of the first practical helicopters. More um, struts, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Attaching yeah. things to other things, but in this case, the thing is propellers to like uh, an empty sort of like glider shell. So this um, is the Chinook Chinookenwerf uh, V1. <laughs> yeah, I, I read an article about the the only time that they use this. They never use this in combat. What they used it for was like lifting and rescue. Uh, and in a classic example of helicopters <laughs> doing the thing, they tried to use this for a mountain rescue on I think the Matterhorn. Uh, they send this thing up there, it crashes, they send a second thing up there that then has to dismantle it on site and airlift the first one back down. Why um, Why were they up on the Matterhorn? I don't know. They're still mountain climbing. What are doing on a, on a Matterhorn? They're building, uh, chasing they're down the fucking Von Trapps. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, but the, the, the reason why I put this in here is because the shit that did work didn't work, right? Like, yep, yeah. uh, even the stuff that was, you know, either a good idea or a practical idea, like jet engines or like cruise missiles or whatever, um, it, it, it was not enough to sustain Nazi Germany in what was always going to be a doomed two-front war. They would have lost the war against the Soviet Union. Whatever they would have done, whatever sort of hearts of iron strategy you envision, would never have worked. It's, uh, it reminds me of uh, the late, great Norm Macdonald hmm. saying uh, that Germany chose as its enemy in this war the world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, this, this. It was close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, the, the 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 Allies go into go into Germany and just steal. Everything not nailed down. I saw him really theft. Look it down. Yeah, Operation Alsace, Russian Alsace, all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of it is like vastly exaggerated. The Nazis were never going to produce an atomic weapon. 
they but certainly if, didn't make UFOs. If only they have could if only they have could have combined the fart cannon with a nuclear weapon and the war would have been oh, over God. tomorrow. Yeah. Farting farting uranium bombs <laughs> in New York City. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a horrifying God. a horrifying prospect. This uh, is this is what all new like what if the Nazis won the war alternative fiction needs to do. Because they all end with like, and then the Nazis bombed New York. And it's just like, I want I want the fart cannon to be operational. <laughs> like, I, the fart cannon is fully I'm operational. The fart, can, can the fart, fart in the high castle. I need this. A transatlantic fart. <laughs> the America farter. Well, this, th- this was all the slides I put together on Wunderwaffe. What have we learned? What have we learned about Nazis the Nazis? In you don't uh, need to. You give them long enough, they'll suck yeah. themselves into their own jet yeah. engines. This is true. This is true. The self-destructive tendencies of fascism are on full display. <laughs> um, and it's not just a weird politics thing. It's no, they just build machines to kill themselves with. Yeah. Weirdly, like the, the if you think of fascism as this marriage between uh sort of avant-garde revolutionary sort of uh futurism on the one hand and kitschy sentimentality and romanticism on the other. This is a sort of a triumph of the avant-garde. Like, Marinetti would have loved this shit. He would have loved the, like, uh, engine that sucks you into it and kills you. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's weird that it took fascism's greatest sentimentalist, Adolf Hitler, to deliver that. Um, at, the, at the end of the day, he really was an artist. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he was a small he just, bean. He found his medium into the war. Yeah, that's well, you right. Get cancelled over this one, but yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We never said critical support, so we're fine. Yeah, yeah God, no. <laughs> cut it! Cut it! Cut it! Cut it! Mia, if people want, or if people want more Mia, where can they find more Mia? Oh shit! Uh, they can find more Mia uh, in Sweden, uh, but you can also find <laughs> more stuff on like miamulder.com, and that takes you to my my YouTube channel. With, where right, I yeah. make videos that are not as uh, as informative or funny as this, because uh, I mostly talk about like being sad of being a trans person. Oh, well, I mean, okay, the Nazis liked one out of two of those things. So. That is true. There you go. There you go. I, that's true. That's <laughs> very much true. To hundred percent. And I am currently <laughs> making a video where people think that like all all bad people in all the world history are trans people. There's dick literally from a neo-Nazi babe. Um, <laughs> there's there's literally a conspiracy theory going around like on the internet oh, that yeah. Adolf Hitler was a trans woman, what? and that well, I mean, he, he was an artist. He really yeah. liked looking at little scale models. Yes, um, you know, could transition have saved her? Yeah, I, I was going <laughs> to say uh, he was also way into Nazis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only like ten, twenty percent of us at maximum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 well, Mia, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for inviting me. Sorry that I had to delay the recording because of like L- literally, COVID. literally any time. Uh, I, I I still want to start a podcast with you at some point same. about something. I would love to do this. We need to do this, and I we would love to this. come back again if you ever want something. If you're ever going to do like one of the stupid uh, thinking ship in Sweden that went on a voyage once, and now we put it on our. We have that in queue, so we should probably move oh, on for that. Yeah, wonderful, perfect. Uh, a last sentiment that I want to say before I like give the word to someone else is all of this like Nazis being bad at stuff reminds me very much of a new story that happened in like the mid 2000s in Sweden where it kept happening where the police 
got reports of like massive explosions in the forest because the neo-nazis were trying to build like terror bombs mm. like in sheds but kept blowing themselves up over and over again <laughs> that happened like four or five times since the, in like Praxis. or in order and they never actually did any terrorism so it's like <laughs> they killed like six or seven nazis this this, this machine kills fascists it once does. again no, no match for our boy Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> our man. Yeah, that's right. This man fights for your freedom. <laughs> well, well, well. Bye, everyone. Bye, that was bye, a podcast. <laughs>